0: You know, is it the life that you're living right now under these pressures and cultural barriers and just like patriarchy, everything like that? Is that what you want to live for the rest of your life? Or is your body living? Is that okay for you? It's really just getting in tune. Like, what do you want? Is this the life you want or do you want to change it and make a life that you actually feel good about?
1: Welcome to the Conscious Leadership Podcast, where soulful entrepreneurship and holistic mind-body wellness meet to help you heal, discover your soul's purpose, and change the world. I'm your host, Gabby Ortega, entrepreneur, psychology expert, social media maven, and soulful leadership coach, and it's my mission to empower you into becoming the light leader you're meant to be. Each episode will be diving deep into topics that will help you gain personal mastery over your healing and mind-body wellness, while also giving you practical tips and tools to help you create, market, and scale a heart-centered business around your soul's purpose and life mission. Whether you're in the beginning of your self awakening journey or a seasoned inner work god or goddess who's ready to step into their leadership as a soulpreneur, this is going to be your new favorite place to be. We know that you don't just want to feel happier and more fulfilled, but you want to deeply know yourself and powerfully step into your life's purpose while creating massive abundance around your mission. That's why I've created this podcast for you, the light leader of the next generation. Welcome home. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Conscious Leadership Podcast. I am your host, Gabby Ortega, as always. And um, I am really excited because today I have with me Rubina Donnie, and she is just like one of the lights of my life. She's a good friend of mine and also Mm -hmm. a former client, and um, she is an incredible healer and coach and therapist. And um, she's also located in San Diego, which like low key is an amazing place to be. I love San Diego, which I just shout out for fellow Californians. Um, So Rubina is actually a licensed LMFT and a women of color empowerment coach, and she helps women of color break down intergenerational trauma patterns, barriers of shame, and learn how to love themselves as their full, unique, amazing beings. So formally, I thought I had you on here before, but I guess not, but formally, welcome to the podcast, Rubina. Thanks, thanks for having me on, I'm excited. I'm so excited. I literally, I can't believe I thought I had you on, and I've been, we've talked all the time about such deep, insane things, and I'm like, how have we not like, recorded any of the the conversations that we've had?
0: I know, right? Because we definitely go into some good, juicy stuff.
1: Yeah, oh no, and like, the thing I love about Rubina, too, is like, Rubina's a lot like me, like, we're very spiritual, we're very, like, we want to heal the world, we want to bring love and light into it, but we're also fucking grounded, and we're here, and we know we're human, and we've gone through some shit. We've gone through trauma. And like, I think that also kind of grounds our spirituality in a way. Cause we're like, okay, like we know what it's like to be really our soul being now that we've been working on ourselves for so long, but we know what it's also like to really be that unhealed, like still Mm -hmm. baby formed, like, you know, state of being, you know, before we dive into that healing. Um, But I really wanted to bring you on because something that you talk about on your platform all the time is intergenerational trauma. And it's something that I learned about in my master's program. And it became something so huge in the way that Mm -hmm. I operate. And I look at trauma and my own recovery. Um, And I'd love for maybe if you could just go into a little bit of explaining where you come from and like how yeah, you here and how you got into this subject.
0: Totally. Thank you for having me on. It's such a pleasure. I love Gabby. She's amazing. <laughs> um, <I love> <laughs> and so a little bit about me is um so I'm Indian, I'm Punjabi American, um uh, born and raised here in America. I've also lived outside in Singapore and South Korea, so I just have a little experiences um traveling and just being worldwide. Um You know, I've always had an interest of helping others and especially children. So that's kind of how I started was just wanting to help kids. And that's how I became a therapist and a family therapist at first. Um, and you know, just like you said, like intergenerational trauma, I kind of learned it in school, but I didn't really get into it until my healing. And I think that's what helped me to also blossom into this woman of color empowerment coach. and with your own program too, that helped me to push that out. I love you. Literally. I, I, (laughs)
1: I'm not asking people to plug my programs. You guys, I promise. Yeah. She's
0: not. (laughs) I love you so
1: much, Ravina. Yeah. No, you exploded during the Ignite program, like for real. And like you stepped into like when Rubina came to us, she was very much like the in the therapist mode, like very like I don't know, like very professional, very blank slate. And then by the end, it was like we're surfing, we're like out here like cursing, we're like doing clubhouses, like we're like I'm like yes, uh, because like guys, like we can be healers, but we can be people and human and fun mm-hmm. and awesome and just be ourselves while we're doing it.
0: Yeah. And you gave me that permission. I mean, that whole program gave me that permission to do that. And that's what I needed to like really fire my own stuff up and to become my own authentic self, because that really just, it just pushed me in the right direction that I needed, that I've been actually looking for. And, you know, with that, like all of my trauma that I've been through, um, you know, all of the healing I've been through, I think it all came together when I was able to become a coach. Because I was like, oh, this is why I had to go through everything. Because now I can help others heal all these things. Yeah. Um, so that's just, you know, a little bit about how I got into it. And then for me, you know, I just, I'm a chill California girl. I love surfing. You know, I love food. I love traveling. I love the beach, um, music. Um, and I just really love connecting people and making sure everyone I mean, not connect, not everyone, but like healing each other, you know, mm. when we heal ourselves, we can heal the world. So I'm really want to promote that so much. Because, you know, if I could do it, you could do it, so many of us can do it, you know, then everyone else can do it. So I just feel really passionate even more now with my purpose, because, you know, becoming a therapist, like you just said, I was very like the therapist mode, very just like to the book, and, it, mm. and you're right, I was, and that's why I was also burnt out, you know. Totally. So it's kind of like you know I found Gabby at the right time when I was really just st- sunk into my burnout in my in as a being a therapist. Honestly, yeah, I've been, and, been
1: there, been there, and it's not yeah, fun.
0: <laughs> it's not at all. It's oh, really not, and just yeah. like all the masculine energy, you know, places I work to, uh, it was just so much. Like I had to literally get rid of in order to become where I am now, uh, which I love and I appreciate now because, you know, now I'm excited about the future. I'm not scared about it.
1: Yeah. She has a group program. She has one-on-one. She's like doing all of these incredible talks all about intergenerational trauma and women of color Mm -hmm. healing. And, um, I'm just, so I just love what you're creating in the world because it's so necessary and just so beautiful and a beautiful way to give, like, give your gifts so generously. Um, so I think like, you know, a lot of our listeners Mm -hmm. are trauma survivors, like we're, you Mm -hmm. know, maybe some are also entrepreneurs or healers themselves, you know, Um, What do you think like has been the hardest part of your healing journey when you've like recovering Mm -hmm. from not just your trauma, but recognizing that in your line, there has been like traumas for your parents, for your grandparents, for your great grandparents, like all down the, the line. How do you like what's been the hardest part and how do you think you approach your healing?
0: Yeah, so great question, because I feel like, you know, as we go through so much of our healing stuff, right, the hardest thing for me was just really having acceptance from my culture, community, and families, understanding what intergenerational trauma is, what trauma is in general, and how it impacts us even outside of being a child. You know, um, I think that's the hardest struggle I still continue to deal with. Um, which again is not on me, right? It's a lot of them who don't want to make that jump to understand um, what's going on or why this impacts people who have been traumatized. Um, Uh, And I was
1: actually talking to someone about this the other day. I, Oh my gosh, I forget it was, but, one of my clients, we were talking about how it's, you know, this whole thing about the the black sheep of the family, the the yeah. outsider, the one who's kind of outcast, like psychologists and and people in therapy, the therapy space mental health, we know that the black sheep are the ones who are healing. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason that they're, you know, turned away from the herd is not because they're broken or because something is wrong with them. It's because many times they're like just up-leveling and healing. And doing things differently and being themselves, and that, you know, people don't like to see that, you know, in the family system if there's a really like set way that the system works and you decide to do something different. And that's really, you know, that's really scary. And I think a lot of people choose to not go on that journey because of the kind of way that, you know, we might risk losing those people in our life that we've had around us, even if they've been abusive or, you know, not wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, There are, it's not just, you know, all or nothing. There've also been wonderful times and there's also, you know, long memories. and, 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 you know, so it's not that easy you know it's not that easy to to then make the decision to say you know what I have to do this for me and how you take that you know I can't be responsible for how you know you react to that
0: yeah I totally agree with that it's like it's just a tradition of like centuries going down of like well this is how we've done it for years like why change it it's like well it's not really working for us it's toxic it's abusive you know it's not it's bringing more pain and hurt rather than healing and like freedom yeah. you know and i just especially in being south asian you know it's so heavy in our culture the misogyny and the patriarchy because it's just it's so heavy like they just yeah. don't want to snap out of it and they just don't see how much damage it's doing to everybody like mm. men and women children like in between You know, they just don't see it. And that's the part where, like, the black sheep always gets the bad name. But it's like, no, they're actually the ones leading you towards freedom and healing. Like, Mm. maybe we should follow them. Yeah. like Maybe maybe we're all deserving of happiness. Like,
1: maybe we should. I totally agree. Like, life is so short, you know. And it's kind of like, why are we continuing to opt into these cycles where we struggle and we feel horrible and it doesn't feel good or aligned and you know we wait until we're on our deathbed to say oh my god where did all the time go i did it totally wrong i i don't have this extra time to be myself and have this life that i want and all these things that that are in your head that you don't act on time goes away and we don't get that back you guys and so if you can even increase happiness in your life by one extra second a day, like it's, it's good. Do that, do it. You know, <laughs> it's so worth it, but it also means it asks of you to break old patterns and to break old cycles. And that is the work, you know, people like, what is the work? That is the work.
0: Yeah breaking all of those cycles i mean it comes from i mean different ways of just like unresolved trauma right it shows up in parent-child relationships substance abuse right that gets untreated like alcoholism you know that's one big thing hey.
1: <laughs> Yeah, literally, literally. Literally, literally, and I don't—I I don't necessarily identify as an alcoholic, although I literally, like, probably am. Um, but no, like, yes, that was how I regulated my trauma and how I regulated my mm. nervous system and how I dealt with intrusive thoughts and flashbacks and PTSD. Yeah. And also, I found myself drawn to it at an early age, mm. and that, you know, I think is has more even to do with not just the trauma I went through, but also the—I think—the trauma I carried from, um, you know, my mother coming here from. From Cuba and how traumatic Ooh. that was and it wasn't until I was like my god 20 tw- in my 20s I think early 20s when I was in college mm-hmm. when I finally got her to tell me about her life like she j- and just I mean a snippet you know a very a okay um, enough, yeah. like where I was like oh wow she has gone through so much trauma oh, We do carry that. And I think there's this idea that it's in kind of a, just an idea that there's intergenerational trauma, but like you and I both know from what we've learned, it's like, it actually is in your DNA.
0: Yeah, it is. It's definitely in your DNA. Like when you were in your mom's womb and your mom was in your grandma's womb is right there. That's Mm -hmm. all the trauma right there coming down the lineage you know, with intergenerational trauma, yeah. um, because it starts from the end, especially as women, we have our eggs already in our, even in the womb. Right. So like you being in her womb, you also experience traumatized. Exactly. while she, you know, even when she was going through that and then say, you know, she experienced what grandma did. Yeah. Right. And that's how it gets passed down and people don't recognize that at all, you know, and, A lot of people come to me. I mean, for mine is alcoholism too. Like in Punjabi culture, that's how everyone coped all the time was just drink. Let's just drink. You know, at an early age, we had, you know, I was drinking really young because it was okay. You know, but what I saw was aggression all the time. Aggression. Mm -hmm. When they drank, everyone got into fights because, right, their emotions surface up and then, you know, you have to let it out. And never in the way that we wanted to. exactly it never is and so for me like even I think around yeah my 20s when I graduated college I got some ulcers from drinking Mm. and that's really where I stopped drinking and I'm glad because now I just have like one or two here because I don't mean it's like for fun Um, but I never drink around my families for those reasons and Mm. especially in Punjabi events because I know how crazy it can get to you know and people just look at me like oh you don't drink you know, like trying to shave me. Uh, oh, you're not a real Punjabi because you don't drink. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> like wow. To me, i rather, yeah, I'd rather be, you know, feeling good, having fun, not hungover the next day and fighting with people than to be where you are right now. Yeah. Like every, all these weddings, like, oh, they always just look at me like, why aren't you drinking? And I'm like, so there's a lot of judgment, <laughs> like, because it's very, like,
1: very outside the box for what's, yeah. Because it's
0: intergenerational trauma. Wow. Yeah. Like let's just drink, let's just drink it away, just drink it away. You know that's what we were taught all the time, especially in Punjabi culture. I'm not talking about the rest of Indian culture because Punjabis are known to be the party ones. (laughs) I don't know if you know, but that's what we are. Party ones, your (laughs) personality,
1: because you're like, hey, and I'm like, oh, you're my people. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. And so for me, I'm like, I'm already naturally like that. Like, why do I need alcohol? You
1: know, I love that. That's so interesting that there's such a reaction to just deciding not to drink. Oh, like not even not drink at all. Like just not like get to that place which like, I get, I see that in so many other cultures as well. Like, you know, where you're you're, like, it's the excuse to then have conversations that you need to have or let out anger that you've been holding onto. And then you can blame it on the alcohol when really all you need to do is actually just have like a conversation. Like it doesn't need to get that way. Um, We just need to be okay with feeling feelings, you
0: know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I think that's like, a lot of like especially south asian cultures they don't want to feel their feelings they just want to numb it away or just like push it away and then and then i'm just like okay well you know all that's going to turn into medical issues or and you know things that intergenerational trauma does which is poor parenting psychological abuse and all those kinds of things
1: it's like well it's a it's a like such a reverberating effect and i think along with like So along with like, you know, like kind of in specific Punjabi culture, like there's a lot of drinking you're saying, but like in all South Asian, cause you really work with like all South Asian kind of communities and women of color in general, but I'd love to know, yeah. since you're part of this community, like what, what do you think are the biggest kind of tra- intergenerational trauma mm. stuff like that comes up in this community
0: that you've seen? Yeah. Well, definitely poor parent child relationships, mm. right? Where it's very surface level like I think that's like the main one I see a lot where it's like yeah your family's around and stuff like that but they're they don't really emotionally support you Mm. right they're just like there there's not that like
1: attunement that happens you know where they're like emotionally like attuning to you as a child growing
0: up and all of that exactly and like treating you as like the rest of them and you know basically dismissing those emotions because they can't hold they can't deal with the emotions right Mm. so I see that a lot is the poor and or the you know parent subconsciously, you know, starts abusing them or, you know, protecting them because of their own trauma. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the kid now gets like, way to you know the, the opposite way of like, like oh helicopter wait
1: your parent with like no trees yeah. and like then you mm-hmm. know and, and then there's like this pushback as they grow up they're like whoa this is like too much yes. this is too protective exactly. that was a little bit my experience <laughs> yeah yeah my mom um i love her and she's so incredible and she did her very best to really shield me yeah. from the trauma she experienced and she always told me like everything i do is to protect you from feeling pain like how fucking beautiful. And oh my God, yeah. when I went into the real world and I did like, I couldn't have my mommy with me in like my 20s, yeah. like I had a whole fucking existential crisis. Um, so like, while it was so beautiful um, in many ways it crippled me because she took so much care of me and she, she, we were so enmeshed mm. and I was her everything. that when I actually left college and no longer had this kind of like pre-prescribed plan of what I was going to do next and go to class and do this. And like everything was always always planned my schedule and always planned my life Mm. for me. I had a whole crisis, which is like the another trauma because you're like, Oh my God, like, uh, yeah. Who am I? What do I want? And all of that. So it kind of swings both ways, which is interesting. It's not just yeah. that you, know, you have a parent who experiences trauma and their parents experience trauma and it comes out as abuse. It can actually come out as like this really codependent enmeshment and this, yes. you're my everything. I yeah, have to you know, yes. I protect you. And in that way, there's a lot of behavior that's unhealthy that can be Like, you know, consider trauma because of what happens then as an adult, as how you respond to the world and how able you are to live independently.
0: Yes. And that right there is a perfect example. A lot of codependency. That's the other one. Right. Instead of abusive, the other one is codependency. A lot of them just put their emotional baggage on their children, too. Right. And then the children also have to, I have to take care of my mom too, because she's been taking care of me. So it's just like that very codependent relationship. I mean, I can tell you also with mine, like, you know, my mom, I love her to, uh, to death. And she did that too, because she didn't have anyone else coming to America by herself. Right. Uh So I was really our only one. You know, hence kind of why I probably became a therapist, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, it's like, uh, that's yeah. so funny too, you guys. Like if you're
1: not in the therapy world, um, just like it's when I sat down and looked at everybody in school with me, I was like, oh,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we it all makes
1: sense. To things.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Right. You all
1: become a healer because like you had like the perfect life, you know what yeah. I mean?
0: Yeah, never. Yeah, no, for sure. And plus, who would want to go to a healer who present's perfect anyways i mean i know i don't right uh so like yeah for sure like all these you know and then of course severe mental illness gets untreated that's another one like you know especially in asian culture like mental health is such a taboo still but there's so many like personality disorders that are getting so they're untreated and then the parents are just like they're fine you know pray it out or do this and still go to school but they can't because you know the personality disorder that's severe this order is really like, um, is that barrier, but, and they're not getting help. You know, I've also seen that with my clients where the parents are like, fix some, fix them. And I'm like, there's a personality disorder like he can't just go to medical school <laughs> like
1: no, no. no and for those of you who <laughs> you know? don't know um like personality disorders are not like they're in the dsm but they're not considered like um something you can treat like you can yeah. depression or anxiety um personality disorders are literally like you know you have a personality that's formed basically around your trauma which they don't trauma. teach us in school actually they're like no these people yeah. have like personality disorders that just i don't know came out of nowhere yeah <laughs> like, oh, the Fuck is that? Um, but no, as we're learning more about trauma and we have more experts on that, we're learning that the personality really like develops um, and goes one way or the other based on the mm-hmm. trauma that they experience and how many support factors they have, and if they do have you know recovery yeah. or if they don't, and you know if it happens at a young enough age, it really does with your entire personality and the way you see the world and all that not that you can't change some of that but it is very hard to um but yeah it's not yeah it's not something that you can just heal you know it's like that is a part of who you are so how do we learn how to embrace and work with that and not just be like hey fix
0: it you know yeah and like that's what i learned too is like how personalities are it's literally trauma and these and the people just didn't have resilience to really bring them out of this. So they internalized all of their trauma and that's how they develop personalities. I mean, that's kind of what I learned from my research. Yeah. And it's I'm like really, it's oh. Interesting.
1: We hear about narcissists, right? All the time. Yeah. How horrible narcissists are. And I want you guys to understand like at the same time that narcissists only think about themselves and hurt people around them and all of this stuff, many narcissists and most, I would say, if not all became narcissistic or have narcissistic personality traits because of abuse, because of neglect, because they had to basically fend for themselves and be their own parent from a very early age. And so if you come across somebody who has narcissistic traits, try to find a little compassion in your heart or personality traits, because those come from, you know, really just a lot of like relational trauma growing up and not having a safe place so like while we all run around saying these things and i read all on social media oh he's a narcissist and this and that and so horrible i want you all to remember that that this stuff comes from somewhere and this is all part of the trauma narrative and trauma story that we're trying to like talk more about openly you know and and really reduce the shame around this shit because there shouldn't be
0: yeah i agree it's too much of like um social media using these words, narcissistic, bipolar, right. Um, You know, all these other ones. uh, So, not that, it, not that this right. stuff
1: doesn't cause people a lot of pain and that people can, yeah. you know, but people are a hundred percent responsible for their own healing from this, of course. But I, but I just want to, yeah. we want to just offer a little honor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> as well. Yeah. We want to honor all that. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> no, thank you for sharing
1: all of that with me. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's really interesting. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate who are listening, who maybe come from this culture or even don't, because I can relate to some of the yeah. stuff that you're talking about too. Totally. And as someone who's kind of like now leading the way, kind of for others in this, space, yeah. How has that been for you? Um, yeah. You know, stepping mm. into the space of like, okay, I'm gonna walk not only just walk the walk, but I'm gonna talk about walking the walk, and I'm gonna be seen walking the walk, and like now there's no turning back. Like, how has that been for you going from therapist to like kind of a little bit public figure
0: style leader and all of that? Yeah. Um, it's definitely been a journey. <laughs> a lot of, of my own doubts definitely came up around showing up online, um, and being able to share and expose a lot of this stuff. But I think even through my healing, cause I just came out of one literally a few months ago, um, through your program, I feel like I can own all of this at this point, you know, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm able to show up. Even in public, more and you know, as a therapist, I think I'm also, you know, going further away from being a therapist as well as I incorporate coaching. Because I mean i was already a coach before I became a therapist. Actually, I was a basketball coach. I'm back so like different. what works, it feels good. <laughs> yeah, and you know, a lot of people, a lot of my clients have told me that I'm like a life coach to them because you know I'm very open, blunt, like straightforward. You know, I want to get solutions and heal. Um, so a lot of my journey has just been really like, okay, we can do this and really, um, honing in on those doubts of like, it's okay to change, you know, your, your career at this time and do all this, even all that hard work you've done, you know, I still honor my license, of course. Um, but I know that this is going towards my alignment now of like, Mm -hmm. I feel so much better here. I don't feel burnt out. I don't feel like I'm Trying to swim up for air, honestly. like that's you know, like I feel like so refreshed, just so grounded, just so more of me because of all the that healing journey I just had to go through for me to really come confront myself of like, can I show up? Can I own all this? When people throw stuff at me online, can I still take it on and not internalize it? And I have been able to. It's you know, I've been working really hard with that. It's um,
1: hard. I think that's one yeah. of the things I hear the most is like, what do I do? Like if someone says something or I'll get a message DM, oh my God, like this person was in my DM saying like this or that. And it is really hard because you are putting yourself out there and you're vulnerable yeah. and you are like, especially if you're being, if you're trying to get an alignment and you're in this kind of soft healing part of this journey, like it can be scary um, to overcome yeah. that fear of people kind of saying something or getting in your space. But it is like, again, just to me now, like a beautiful invitation to Mm. do some more healing. It's like, Oh, like when that happens for me, I like shut down a little bit and then I'll go offline for a few days and I'll be like, Mm -hmm. okay, like, that's okay. We could just like breathe. Like this is just a chance to like heal a little bit more. Like what Mm -hmm. do I need? And just like offering yourself like a break and some healing and get back and like go back and like, don't, no one's going to come to your house and like chop you up into little pieces. Just don't tag your house and where you are in public. Obviously. Um, yeah it's like you're gonna be okay and people can disagree and the other thing is this and I think it's really important to remember this we are going to trigger people by being our authentic selves always yep right like and that's not oh, yeah. you are harming anybody but it's because by standing in your truth you are holding a mirror up to the falseness that someone else may be standing in the front yeah. that they're putting up and they know, and now they know that you've integrated and you're just showing up as you, and you know that they're not showing up as <laughs> them. And now there's this like weirdness, right? Um, so people don't like oh, yeah. it, it and, uh, and that's okay. No. And it's okay when we're standing in our truth, if we're approaching it with heart and with integrity and we're like saying something that, not to be controversial, we're not saying something to stir the pot, we're not saying something yeah. to get likes, but we're actually sharing our voice and it stirs something Good, because that is the medicine that that person is meant to receive. And by you not sharing, you're robbing them of that chance to get triggered into potentially their healing journey. So even if they disagree with you, even if they go, oh, fuck you or attack you. Good. I want my truth to trigger something in you to move you. And if you wanna yell at me about it because you're feeling feelings, fucking great, come at me. I'm here to hold that space. And I hope that this will eventually knock you into something that's going to either on direction or further in your journey. And that is our job as healers and as people who, who are work who are light workers and standing in that light. So please don't be afraid to use your voice and don't be afraid of this because yeah, the triggers are not bad necessarily. They could could be delivering the healing that
0: someone needs. I agree completely. Oh my God, you're so right on that. And it's just so interesting how many people try to come and attack you when you've already resolved that within you and healed that part. Because it doesn't affect you anymore, you know? You're just like, I'm just owning it. Like, that's your stuff now. Go fix it, go heal it. <laughs> like, like, ooh, yeah. like people, it's like, ooh, that belongs to you. Like, take that and go yeah. somewhere else with that, please. <laughs> yeah, and it's just so funny because I think I made a post of like, People are going to talk shit when you're becoming your authentic self and you're healing because you're changing. They're not, and they want to keep you in that box so that they can, you know, take advantage or whatever they're doing with you. But when you're it's healing,
1: because when you watch someone else elevating best believe you're now asking yourself, am I doing the most for Mm -hmm. myself? And the answer is probably no, which is why that person (laughs) is triggered by someone else, like giving themselves that permission to rise. Because the truth is when it comes to anything from like starting a business to setting boundaries, to healing, to charging a fee that you wanna charge, like you make the rules for yourself. No one gets to make those rules. So if you're finding yourself held back and you're small and you're not doing what you wanna be doing, that is on you. not that we don't have external circumstances that is definitely a factor but i'm telling you i've seen i've worked through things i've seen lots and lots of clients Mm -hmm. work through what their circumstances are and go where they want to go because you're redirecting your attention and your intention towards what you are trying to accomplish versus where you're stuck and just being there and letting that be your story
0: you know yeah i agree because when we share our voice more i mean for me to even share my voice as an Indian woman was hard. It was hard at first, it really was. But now I'm just like, I'm helping so many other people share their voice because I get the messages. Like I get a few negative ones, but I get way more ones of DMs of people saying like, thank you for sharing that. I, I resonate with that, that happened to me. And then they share their story. And so to me, that was what makes me more of like, I want to keep doing and sharing my voice because there's so many people who are, who are voiceless. Right. And yeah. especially as Indian women, there's so many voiceless ones. So like for me just to own it, like it just felt really good to know that, like you said, like I get to create my own reality with my own voice, with my own story and do with that. And mm. I've been able to, and so I know I can, do that with others and others can do the same and it's just so funny because like the more i share my voice more of my confidence comes out in a weird way because you're you're
1: (laughs) literally training your subconscious mind and your unconscious and your nervous system showing it it's fine and that's the only way you actually reprogram is by doing the damn thing which we talk about all the time and doing it often enough so you can like you know um train yourself again to see like oh actually like i can retrain this and it actually can feel really safe and it can feel really good and i feel i feel okay and Setting that boundary actually made me feel hella good. You know why? Because you're Mm -hmm. actually building trust within yourself. And I get that question too. How do I build? Mm -hmm. How do I trust myself? Well, stop betraying yourself by putting yourself in situations with people that hurt you. Stop betraying yourself by not setting boundaries with yourself too. Like get to bed, get some sleep. Like, you know, don't stay up all (laughs) night scrolling. Like it's not even with other people. It's also with yourself. Um, You know, like you build trust by almost like reparenting yourself, being your biggest cheerleader, Not shitting all over yourself by thinking you're the worst or letting those thoughts really like become your truth,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause that was what's getting to me until I hit your program and I was was like, like, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, you're about to do this. And I'm like, yep. All right. I'm doing it. (laughs) And it's true. And that's all my, I'm so glad I was able to heal that part of me because that's what was missing. in a lot of my healing was actually speaking about it, which is actually interesting because I got a Kasha records done. I don't know if anyone believes in that and who's done oh, that. Kasha but
1: records. Yeah. We've talked about it a few yeah. times. So it's
0: so and, interesting. So, and one of them she told me was, you need to share your story with more people. That was the number one thing. And so I took that to heart and, since then, like my life has gone even better because I've been sharing my voice and my story and cutting off people who are toxic and, you know, not um, respecting my boundaries. Like anyone out there, I'll tell you this. And there's a few other people in my women's group, the same thing we were talking about over the weekend, that like, the more we cut off all this and share ourselves and own ourselves, our life just keeps getting better and better. And it's real. Like,
1: it's a whole thing, you guys, because literally you only have so much energy and capability to like deal with so much. When you like say no to things that aren't serving you, that frees up real estate for like energy to come in for the things that you actually are looking for. But you have to let like, go of those other things. Otherwise, you have no capacity. The universe can't give it to you because it's like, well, you have like all this other shit in the way. It's like like trying to drive down a street and it's like the walking dead. I've been watching that again recently. And it's like all the like zombies and like all the trucks and things things that are overturned it's like get that stuff out of the way
0: <laughs> pretty much yeah and like I had that vision and one of them it's like you're now cleared your path is clear like manifest whatever you want because it's gonna come now you know and yeah. it's like wow I didn't realize how much of this power was really there yeah yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. energetics it, is though.
1: so fascinating and like I love how now we're it's like trauma and healing and energetics like are starting to like quantum yeah. physics are all starting to like make an appearance together which makes me really excited
0: <laughs> which is so good finally because I know there's like research um for intergenerational trauma showing up in our genetics and ener- energetics as well yeah. so now they're doing that oh, in the yeah. UK UK yeah. yeah I gotta check and that I'll... out send, send me a link <laughs> yeah I'll send it to you for sure because you know they're trying to get this before the new Back to babies start coming in, and not and to pass can, like, it on to yeah. them.
1: We've got to like nip it in the bud here, you guys, because like we have to elevate as a human yeah. species. It's time, but like this is <laughs> exactly. what's holding. I really think this is what's holding us back from like really full evolution of like the best shit. So, um, healing, right? So if you have any, um, maybe advice for any of our wonderful, lovely listeners who are perhaps on their own journey and perhaps coming from a background of you, like the, where you came from with everything you've dealt with, what would you like say are some good ways to maybe start exploring um, the healing Mm. journey if you're kind of in this position?
0: Yeah, well first really get a professional to definitely hold safe space. So that you can start to process this. That's number one for sure. And the other one is really recognize what is the life that you want? You know, is it the life that you're living right now under these pressures and cultural barriers and just like patriarchy, everything like that? Is that what you want to live for the rest of your life? Or is your body living? Is that okay for you? It's really just getting in tune. Like, what do you want? is this the life you want or do you want to change it and make a life that you actually feel good about? You know, cause I, that was the number one question for me that I kept asking through all my healing journeys is like, what's the life that I want? I don't want to be scared and anxious and terrified of the world and, you know, uh, dimmed down to fit this model of this like submissive Indian girl or whatever. No, I don't want that. And I kept asking that each time. And I think that's a good way, I think, for a lot of people to start asking yourself, like, is this the life you want? Because if you don't, then you need to start creating that life and start making those moves on what to do to create that life, which is healing, letting go a lot of those traumas, reprocessing it, you know, and really get into the movement of your unique self is what's going to give you power, Mm. To be in this world, not being a sheep and following everybody else and doing what centuries of cultures have done. You know, um, and most of those are oppression anyway. So, like, why are you continuing to oppress yourself? That's really my question, right? So I really think everyone should just start with asking themselves what's the life they really want to live, and start looking into how to create that for yourself. Yeah. Mm
1: that's so powerful i'm just like letting that marinate for a hot moment because it's like we don't how often do we ask ourselves that question like is not even like it's like i hear a lot like oh i want to have this life but it's like is the life i'm living right now right in this very moment actually the life i want to be living every day there's no right time to change or evolve or decide to just jump in it's literally you just have to choose and if today is the day mm-hmm. after listening to this episode and you're like today's a day great 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 yeah. great 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 if it's not it's okay take your time but really just like give yourself that permission to jump in yeah it's worth it it's so worth it
0: yeah and the other thing is that you have a choice i think that is the number one thing also is that people forget they have choices you have a choice to live the life you want and to do what you want. You know, especially women, right? We are so oppressed and people tell us to do this and this. And for me, I know I always forgot I had a choice. I remember my therapist always reminded me, you have a choice, you have a choice. And I'm like, oh yeah, I do. (laughs) You know? And that's the other thing is like, you have a choice to change your life. Even if no one else is going to agree with you, it's your life. You live it. Nobody else. Yeah, absolutely.
1: It's your life. It's now or never. <laughs> yeah, I get it. That's Bon Jovi, right? Like, friggin' so, I think Bon Jovi? So. I think so. So, so good. So. I don't know. I don't I probably, like you can tell I grew up, like, in the 90s. And the yeah. Early- I <laughs> Bowie? I am like, is that
0: Bowie? Are you Bowie?
1: I, like? I, it's Also, that's the other thing, you guys. Like, I literally have so many songs that I love, and I don't know anybody who did them, <laughs> which is so weird.
0: Me too. I'm right there with you, girl. <laughs> this is why we love music. <sighs>
1: Oh, life man it's funky well no that's it really is. great advice thank you so much for that yeah, and i think i like wish i had that advice too like years and years ago and um mm-hmm. you know and and just keep going guys just keep going and yeah. find your soul family find your healing family yeah. like that makes such a difference like if your community is like <laughs> fuck you <laughs> like you know yeah. you can you go find a new community like they are out there and you don't have to be alone okay. and we're here and you can hang yeah. out with you and time. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking and come of look which, me up. <laughs> yes, I was gonna say. Like, speaking of which, I know you have a couple mm-hmm. of different like things going on. I know you're running yeah. your program right now. Are you? And can you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about it? And like, are yeah. you? Yeah. And and deep on oh, yeah. that.
0: For sure. So the program we just launched in April is called the Remapping the My Matrix, a Soul body experience. So we put somatic stimulation, which is, um, EMDR inspired, uh, with energy healing and breath work, uh, with my partner. And it's an eight week program where you're doing intensive deep healing, like somatic stimulation with breath work and energy healing. It's, it's you're intensive. Like moving
1: it all through your body, yes. like all out. It's like a deep purge.
0: Exactly. Like the subconscious in the body, like we're trying to connect it all. So you purge it out and, you know, basically become who you really want to be without that there anymore. So i um, we're going to run it again, we end in end of May, we're going to start another round in June. So anyone can look out for applications for that. Um, we're going to open up four slots. For awesome. that round. Oh, Yeah, because so nice. we're gonna try it's to so do intimate, it.
1: Intimate and then and you don't yeah. have to like worry about being in a group of like 25 people, like all having
0: breakdowns, which <laughs> is <just> exactly <laughs> yeah. And then you get pulled hold by me and my partner in that intense appealing. Because you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people when they go through that outside they don't have that support. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this container kind of gives you that support for sure. Like we're there, you know, all the way through yeah. making sure, right. So that you can, in- that they can integrate while we hold them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really great for anyone out there who's also wanting to do more of their healing or they feel stuck in their healing. You know, we, we're going to give it to anyone out there who's really into their own healing process and ready to go deep. It okay, sounds
1: so, so good. Breath work is so funny. Yeah. Like I am always surprised that like I do a lot of healing work and I like do a lot of like daily stuff. And then I'll do like a deep breath work or I did um, yeah. TRE with Liz Arch, mm. school,
0: which I've never done.
1: It's called wow. Trauma Please. Um and it's by so it's cool. kind of a method by Stephen Porges, um, which really? I was like, wow, I never heard of this. I have to right? That's that was my yeah. Favorite. And it's basically like mimicking huh. um, tra- like animals in the wild when they experience trauma, like let's say like they're almost killed by something and they escape narrowly, their whole body shivers and it shivers to release the trauma, which is why no animals in nature oh. have right this natural mechanism. They don't have PTSD. They're not running around every time they get attacked, running around like crippled and like having PTSD. Yeah, so his theory and what he's been researching is that this automatic bodily kind of function of shivering um, that releases the trauma and as human beings as we've, um, you know, developed, um, we've suppressed this natural thing that our body needs to do mm. and so the and please don't do this like like by yourself but basically um yeah. it's, it's you put your legs kind of in a position where you're almost like laying on the floor like with your frog like with your legs kind of like your knees your feet are on the floor they're touching and your knees are open slightly and you're kind of mm. holding them until they start to shake like almost I think of like if you're sitting I'm thinking of like mm. times I've sat in a bus or like in a subway and I'm holding like my stuff between my legs you know my my groceries or whatever and your legs start to shake, that's like kind of exactly what it's like. And then you let it mm-hmm. shake and you let your legs kind of bounce around and shake and do this stuff. And I was like, oh, this is gonna be fine. You know, this is gonna be like whatever. Cause I've done breath work before where I'm sobbing and I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? But it feels so good <laughs> after. Um, and it am such a small movement with my body and all of a sudden wow. like all of my, like this, I had this like flashback to like one of the times I was assaulted and sexually assaulted in college. And And then like, like it just brought up so much release and I was like sobbing, but to have like Liz there to have also Amber was there with me, my co-coach, um, she like they were all holding my hand and like, I was like releasing all of this like pain and stuff I didn't even realize I was carrying and like, it's such a gift to have, practitioners who are safe like you who can yeah. hold space for that and walk you through that. Like I get emotional thinking about it because it was so
0: yeah. powerful.
1: And I want you guys, if you're listening, like give it a chance, like breath work, um, yeah. You know, somatic experiencing groups yeah. like Rubina holds. Mm-hmm. It's, it seems kind of scary to feel these feelings, right? You're like, oh, I don't want to do that. And I felt so free. And, and I can't tell you that's oh. like, a, that's a priceless experience to have you
0: know? Yeah. Wow. That is so beautiful. I'm so glad you got that. I, I need the number for sure. She'll be at
1: our retreat. So Rubina's okay. like going to jump in on our mastermind, one of these rounds, but in our mastermind, <laughs> yeah. we have uh, Liz doing this actual TRE okay. our retreat. So you'll have ah. to come. It's going yeah. to be, sounds- yeah. I'll cry with you
0: guys. Like it'll be awesome. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That sounds amazing. Just cause yeah. yeah. Breathwork does so much healing for me too. And it makes sense. It puts me in my body again, you know, yeah, and absolutely. just like how you said, right. It's like having someone hold that space. It feels good because you can integrate it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're going to have those keep going. And then I have my one-on-one coaching um, for the weight program.
1: Go work with her. Go work with her. She's amazing. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Yeah, come. That's you know open right now. Um, I'm gonna start another round in May, but definitely if you're interested, you know DM me. We could definitely talk about it. Um, and yeah, you know, like, that's just you more becoming like, you. If you are
1: like a person of color. You're a woman. You're looking for someone who really can see you and like really support you and help you find the strength to do the things that you need to do to like break free and have the best life ever. Like, oh, cannot recommend Rubina enough. Enough, enough. I love her dearly. And we'll Yay. put all of her information in the show notes so that you guys mm-hmm. can find her on Instagram, be a part of her community yeah. and her movement that she's growing. And uh, any last words yeah. for for our listeners today that been words of encouragement or anything?
0: Just be yourself because yourself is actually the power we all need in this world. I think that's my last thoughts.
1: Oh my God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Aww. be yourself.
0: You are the medicine. You are what we need. Mm-hmm. yeah for sure and i just want to thank you so much for bringing me on i appreciate you so much i love you you're yeah, love you're amazing you so
1: much family <laughs> find you guys find yes. your soul family rubina soul exactly family. like it makes a huge difference in everything that uh... um yes and we'll be talking soon again i'm pretty yeah. sure we'll just continue to watch you kill it and uh and rise and help so many people and until <laughs> oh, then you guys like go check her out um get supported by her her free you know content on her page is amazing her community is beautiful her offerings are beautiful and um like yeah let me know what y'all think about this episode tag us if you listen and or if you're watching it on youtube and i love you all so much we will see you next time
0: Bye.
1: bye And that's our episode for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us at the Conscious Leadership Podcast. I'm so excited. This next year, 2021, is going to be huge. We have so many guests that are coming on that you're going to love. I'm going to be doing some more solo casts and ohm therapy coaching. We have so many things rolling out for you. Retreats, another round of Ignite starting in May, another one starting at the end of the summer, a mastermind, and so many other things. So be sure to stay tuned with us on Instagram, follow me at ohm underscore therapy underscore coaching, and stay tuned for so much goodness coming up. As always, I would love to hear your feedback. Head over to iTunes and leave us a review. And I would love to give you a free copy of my subconscious reprogramming workbook, and that is absolutely free. Just send me a screenshot of your review and on Instagram, and I will be so happy to send that over as my gift for you. And I am sending you so many hugs, so much love, and I hope that this week you are able to find just a little bit more joy in your life have a good one guys